0: In between the 20s, in terms of temperatures, I'm good. Minus 20 to plus 20, I'm okay. do doesn't, doesn't bother me. Now, if you went outside of 30s, I, I hate both of them, but I think, maybe, possibly, depending on what I'm doing, I might hate plus 35 more than minus 35. I It's too much for me. And I know a lot of you out there really, really like it. And that's great. You're going to be happy about this story. Maybe. might even be too hot for you. But this headline... Uh, upsets me part of the joy of the living in this part of the world is that we usually don't have to deal with searing heat although we know it happens and it's been happening more but listen to this this is the headline in global news world may face record heat this year as el nino returns oh no let's find out what's going on we're going to chat with david phillips a senior climatologist with environment canada david as always thanks so much for joining us i appreciate your time
1: You're so welcome, Shay. It's uh, nice to talk to you in temperatures that are, right now, eight degrees below normal in Edmonton. It's nice to talk about some some warm temperatures, I think.
0: (laughs) It has been a little cool, but you know what? We've also had some beautiful days. Like yesterday and, and on the weekend, we had some really nice weather in Edmonton, so it hasn't been all bad.
1: No, it hasn't and, and certainly like the eastern prairies i mean they're going through a miserable kind of uh, colorado low right now that's burying them in in, in snow yeah. and they've had some cold temperatures but boy you know Shay, i look i look forward and i see at the seven day forecast i see temperatures um are going to be you know up to six degrees warmer yeah. than normal i think you get out the golf clubs i mean you're still you're still thinking of hockey but my gosh uh, <laughs> it really is uh summery like uh, conditions later on and our models show for, for may uh, we think it looks like it's going to be warmer than normal across uh, alberta so my sense is uh, we you know we might just be able to write the the final obituary on a winter like weather coming up
0: as you know in alberta you you've got to be careful about writing that obituary because i know i mean Calgary, southern alberta where we have <laughs> listeners they got whacked just last week they had some oh, snow in the mountain areas gosh. i mean it can happen just about any day of the year david
1: Oh, you're right. You know, there's, there's an old line in, in ancient weather that only a fool or a meteorologist would dare forecast the weather in Alberta. <laughs> and, you know, it's so true. When you're, the weather out your front door can look th- different than your back door, It is. it really is a, a quite an interesting weather experiment there from from everything four seasons in one day, I, I think sometimes, Shay. I mean, I think at times you wear out your body changing clothes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I was chatting with some people in Calgary this morning as we are getting ready for the show. They got, got flakes flying as we speak, Dan. Yeah, so we, yeah, won't, sure. uh, we won't dwell on that too much. Let's talk no. about what's on the way. What's El Nino? I, I can never remember. We've got La Nina, we've got El Nino, some <laughs> are good, some are bad. What's an El Nino?
1: Well, uh, El Nino is, it means, uh, now it's boy child, I think, in Spanish. It's been around. I mean, yeah. they've been knowing about this since the 1500s. And sometimes you get this pool of warm water that occurs off of the coast of South America, Ecuador, Peru. Water that could be, say, one, two, three, four degrees warmer than it should be for that time of the year. So when it's warmer than normal, it's El Nino. When it's colder than normal, it's, uh, La Nina. Now, just to, to muddy the waters, if it's in between, that is neither warm or cold, sort of maybe within a degree of one way or the other. It's called la nada which means nothing. So I'm not sure. It's hard to keep El Nino La Nina straight and throw in something else. But right now we have had, she well advertised, or you you've dealt with it, um three a three peat. Three years in a row with La Nina, that is the colder water. Okay. And generally for Western Canada, it produces a, a longer and colder than normal winter. Not always but it, because that's not the only factor that controls sure. the weather. But it is an influence. It's often a big, big trigger. It depends on the intensity of it and the size of the water, how how much uh, that water is, how the area, of the extent of the cold or the warm. But right now, I can report to you, right, uh, you know, not even announced yet, um, the conditions, the status of El Nino. El Nino has been declared in the in the Pacific. It's the water temperatures have been warm warming up since. Um, Uh, since February. And now typically... It goes from uh, one episode to another, but it goes through the transition that right. neutral situation. But we've gone really rapidly from a La Niña, three-year running La Niña, to now El Niño, and the models seem to suggest there's an 80 percent chance that El Niño, that is the warm phase, will continue right through the summer and into the fall and next uh, next winter. So we're, we're and these things don't go away overnight. I mean, they, they generally if you're stuck into a La Nina or an El Nino situation, hey, it's going to be that way, the right. same yeah. day after day, week after week, and, and sometimes for, for two years or, in the case of La Nina, three years. So we're into now a period globally where people are talking about El Nino. Water temperatures are warmer, but also Shea, it influences the atmosphere too. The atm- It's like a dance that goes on. The oceans warm up and then the atmosphere kind of follows. And then you look for ooh, weather patterns change, storms change, some Areas that are droughty now become floodier. Uh, Flood areas become droughty. So it does have kind of an effect on the uh, on the weather around the world. Now again, it depends on the size of the water. If it's like three times the size of Canada, that could be influence. Uh, But and if it's just like a one point one degrees warmer than normal, well, okay, not such an effect. But if it's like two, three, four degrees, well, it'll have a more pronounced effect on the weather. So we often look at El Nino, La Nina to help us get a sense of how the the seasons are going to to play out, but right now we're into um, an El Nino situation. The atmosphere is beginning to change around, and um, and and we've already seen it. When you look in South Asia, for example, they've just gone through one of their their warmest um, Marches, Aprils on record. Australia also, so we're seeing the the, the hottest um, uh, April on record in um, so far in China. Um, India is, getting, is scorched with some of these temperatures. So all. we're seeing the kind of effects that we'll have in some parts of the um, of the world
0: so from what i'm reading here 2016 was the hottest year on record globally speaking and that was a really strong el nino that year so how much of an impact like i mean i don't know what our average temperature is in alberta in july let's say it's 23 24 maybe i don't know what kind of a difference can el nino make is it average or does it just mean more extremes
1: well, it kind of means both. I mean, you increase the average and you're going to get more, more extremes, more, uh, more days in a row with warmer than normal, uh, uh, temperatures. And you're right. 2016 is sort of, often is the, uh, the year that everybody points to. It was the warmest year that planet Earth has ever gone through in 150 years. And it was a very strong El Nino. So what what really is happening is El Nino. Uh, it kind of boosts the global temperatures. It kind of adds to the to the scorch factor, uh, so to speak. And um, and the the kind of interest in the curiosity, the conversation is that well, could we see this year or most often likely next year? It takes sometimes a little bit a uh, a year to to sink in, but um, it could very well be right now. Now, the world is about 1.2 degrees warmer. Stick a thermometer in the planet. It's about 1.2 degrees warmer than what it was during the pre-industrial revolution. And everybody's concerned about the 1.5. When it reaches 1.5, that's kind of like the tipping point. There's no return. And what happens? So the feeling is why everybody's climatologists are kind of interested in watching this. Could this be where we reach that temperature where we're on average 1.5 degrees warmer than normal. So El Niño will actually give it a little boost. And so it's likely that, because um, even during the La Niña year, Shay, uh, the world was uh, was much warmer than normal. We've had it the last eight years. Right. All of them have been warmer, the warmest eight years on record. 2016 was the warmest and it was in El Niño. So last year was warm and the year before that, and that was La Niña. So that was kind of hoping to turn the thermostat down so now what we're seeing is everything working in the same direction turn the thermostat up and you're also going to get the warm year another warm year piled onto a a trend that is warmer than normal and a lot of people are concerned that this may very well be that that point where it's no return but in terms of alberta for example you're not you you often follow the global pattern in in 2016 for example um, that year, Alberta, in 75 years, was the second warmest on record. So, in fact, L- El Nino often will mean a strong El Nino will will often means um, that you will also feel warmer. Now, hey, you won't see those temperatures like like China and, and India and sure. Hong Kong, but it certainly would be, you know, even if it's one or two or three degrees warmer than the average, wow, that will be a lot. You remember two years ago. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Me. people...
0: There could be like a layering effect then, because I remember that heat dome and and, and what we saw in BC and through Alberta, I mean, if we have that happen again with this added El Nino effect, I, I, I shudder to think what could happen, David.
1: Well, exactly, and that's the key thing. I mean, we saw in 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 twenty twenty one, we had six hundred people in British Columbia died because of that scorching heat wave. Yeah, two hundred in Alberta, and often people forget that it was also Alberta that felt the effects of that heat dome, and also it had an impact on on people and places and things. And so um, now you're right. I mean, it just starts adding another twitch factor to it, another a greater chance that it would be. Now, as they say, it's not the only factor. That- mm-hmm. Controls our temperatures but it is sort of just uh, like stacking the deck uh, towards a, a better chance that we're going to see some some serious issues and not only a hot it could mean drought it could mean forest fires I mean there's a lot of implications from just you know muscle shirts and tank tops I mean it is absolutely uh, um, uh, can have impacts for farmers for everybody and and uh, and that's what the concern current is I mean we'll have to wait and see how it happens but but right now the best money is on the fact that it may be a uh, uh, serious concerns uh, globally and Canada-wide and, and also locally, too.
0: All right. Well, we'll get through it as best we can. David, thank you so much for joining us. I always appreciate it.